Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome everybody to this episode of mysterious circumstances we have a great interview here with History Goes Bumps, Kelly and Diane. If you're not familiar with the podcast, highly suggest it. Just type in History Goes Bump on any social media, any podcast platform. You will find it. You will enjoy it. Huge back catalog. These two ladies are two of my favorite people. We've met uh, in West Virginia about a year and a half ago. Had a blast. Two of the nicest people and very knowledgeable on the paranormal They've been a lot of places. They've done a lot of things. So sit back, have a good time. I hope you enjoy the interview. Also, huge thank you to Jeff Mills, newest Patreon supporter. Uh, you are in the $10 tier, my man. So all you $10 tier people, get a hold of me. Um, we can do our Skype calls for the month, whatever the case might be. You got my email, justin.mcpodcast at gmail.com. If anybody else would like to sign up, just go to patreon.com slash mysterious circumstances, or you can do a one-time donation at Venmo, which is at MC Podcast. So, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Mysterious Circumstances. I'm here with the lovely ladies of History Goes Bump. How are you, how are you ladies doing today? We're doing good, Justin. How about you? I'm trying real hard not to fanboy right now. You know? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> That's where we're at. You, you know I have been a big fan of you since you got started. So I found you when you were just, I don't think anybody knew who Justin Rimmel and Mysterious Circumstances oh. was. <laughs> No, I remember. I remember having some uh, a conversation with History Goes Bump about, uh, I believe it was about paganism, like a form of paganism at one point on Twitter. Honestly, I couldn't believe I even got a response. That's what made me <laughs> so Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was like three or four years ago or something. But At least yeah, four. Yeah, that's why I'm at least four. And that's why I'm trying not to fanboy right now. So... Well, it was fantastic meeting you in person when we were in West Virginia. Yeah, that was fun. Did Definitely. you guys have a good time or what? We did. I mean, how uh, can you not have a good time when you're in the home of Mothman? Exactly. I, <laughs> I didn't see you guys at any of the after parties, so I was like, oh, they hated it. No, nope, not our crowd. <laughs> no, we're a little old. 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, midnight. I'd already had, I don't know, three beers at that point. So, you know, I'm ready for a nap after that. And I'm like, exactly. I don't know how you do it, Justin. I'm like, he's pounded so many beers and now they're going drinking some more. I'm like, I can't keep up with yeah. him. We're, we're too old to hang like that. Maybe, maybe at one point in time. <laughs> oh, man. It's great because I can laugh at my own problem. No, not really, but oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, no. When I go, every time I go somewhere or like there's a live show or a convention, it's always like Justin will drink with us. And for the most part, there's a lot of nights like I don't drink at all. But when I turn it on, I can turn it on, man. You know, and it's like, well, no, we're going till 430. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> we, we can hang sometimes, but after the long trip up there. You know, for us, it was a little bit of a trek from Central Florida, and we went straight on up. Yeah. Right? Didn't we go straight up? I think. Oh I no, think we. So. I think we spent one night on the way, but it was like sleep for a few hours and then keep going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't believe you guys fucking drove that far. <laughs> and like, we do it, was it all the time. For me. I like driving personally. We like I'll drive fun. anywhere under about twelve hours. I'll drive. Nice. We we have fun on road trips. We do really well switching off and having fun together, but to try to to keep it up all night and be out drinking and stuff. I mean, we were we were kind of wrecked. Plus we wanted to go investigate our room. That's true. We were staying oh. in the haunted low hotel, so we wanted to see if we had a ghost with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I uh that's where I stayed too. That was that was a weird hotel, but it was super fucking <laughs> cool. Because did you guys go check out like their little library that they had? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got that some EMF awesome. activity in there, too. That's really? the crazy thing about when you stay in these haunted locations. You just know pretty much if you're staying in a haunted hotel, it's going to be, I wouldn't say run down, but they're old. And uh, they try that. to keep things historical. So it's different. And I, I honestly appreciate that shit, though. It's like I'd rather stay in an old haunted bed and breakfast than the Hilton sometimes because it's like, yeah, definitely a little bit more personality for me. So uh, how did, how did you guys come about starting the podcast and what was some of the reasoning behind that? Well, for me, I was, when I was a kid, I always wanted to have my own radio show because I loved listening to the radio and I was like, Oh, I'd love to do that. And I think it was back in 2008. I saw that there was this thing called blog talk radio. And you could have your own live internet radio show. And I was like, hey, I'm going to try that out. And back then, it was actually free to do it. <laughs> Can you <Shocker>. imagine that? <laughs> I mean, I know there's some podcast hosting uh, platforms now that will do it free for you. But this was like, you could have your own live radio show as much as you wanted. So I had a live radio show. And at first, I started with politics because that's what I was really into at the time. And then I got bored with that. And I was like, you know, I... I had to do it three days a week. I'd had it set at set times and it just kind of interferes with your life over time. So I was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to quit doing that. And then a few months later, I was really missing it. And I was like, well, you know, I don't have to do a live show. I could just do a podcast and then I can record anytime I want. What would I want to do it on? And I've always been into the paranormal and the weird and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, I love doing ghost tours and there's not really a podcast out there that just focuses on haunted history like you're doing a ghost tour. So why don't I do a podcast like that? 
And that's where History Ghost Bump came from. I kind of started it as a blog. I was writing a few things here and there, and then I just took that and made it audio, basically. That is pretty awesome. How was it transitioning from live to podcasting? Probably pretty nice because we can mess up at any point and nobody ever knows about it. (laughs) Absolutely. It is so nice to be able to edit. And it's also (laughs) nice... Now we we have more of a set schedule of when we'll drop an episode. But back then I was just dropping it whenever I had a chance. And I was doing a whole bunch of them at that time. Because, you know, you, when you get into it, you're all excited and you're go, go, go. And then you get down the road a ways and you're like, wow, this takes a lot of time. But the one nice yeah. thing about doing it live was I did have a chat room. So I could have people that I was feeding off of and kind of talking back and forth. And when you're just a podcaster recording, you're talking to a wall. So sometimes that can get a bit lonely and you're like is anybody listening to me out there monotonous (laughs) (laughs) do you guys ever do uh live zoom episodes you know i'm trying to think if we've ever done an actual episode that we're watching people do live i think i once did it for a facebook live we do do like uh, on christmas eve we'll read uh, scary stories because that's the victorian tradition so we will do that and do a live stream on YouTube and over on Facebook for something like that. But generally speaking, it's it's kind of like we keep that curtain up so that people don't see all the screw-ups until <laughs> Kelly decided that, wouldn't it be fun Scripts to put fun. the bloopers in at the end? And so now everybody gets to hear all our screw-ups. Well, because you're breaking that fourth wall and and people get to see that you're human. You're not recording perfectly and you're just having fun with it. And you're just a real person. Versus like, oh, my gosh, you know, people freaking out when they meet you and stuff like that. It's like, okay, they're they're real stuff. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. Because like I told you guys, I was like, there's no real formula for my interviews like this. So that being said, do you remember the first time you went somewhere public and somebody like recognized either your voice or you and freaked out? Yes, I'll have to say the first time and it was. It wasn't somebody that I didn't know, but it was just we had done a meetup in St. Augustine and we were going to do the tour. I can't remember if we were going to do a tour of the lighthouse there or if it was just a St. Augustine city tour because it was a while ago. But we were all sitting down to dinner and there was about six of us. And one of the girls just looked over and said, it is so weird to be sitting here and hearing your voice and actually (laughs) seeing you at the same time. But I have to say the coolest experience I ever had where I didn't know that I was around someone who actually listened to the show is you probably know Mike Brown, who hosts the Pleasing Terrors podcast. So I went on his ghost tour and we're we're about halfway into it. And I always try to stay close to the tour guide so that I can catch everything that they're talking about, because I usually record it so that I can use some of their information later and we were wearing History Ghost Bump shirts and we had a listener with us and he had seen the shirt and he goes, oh, are you guys fans of the History Ghost Bump podcast? And the listener who was with us was like, they are History Ghost Bump. And he was just like, oh, my God, I totally listen to that podcast. I love it. Da, 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 da. And I, so I was like, oh, check that box off for, you know, somebody who's listened to the show that I wasn't prepared to have be excited about it. Well, and then also at SheePod with Vanessa. That's true. We were at the SheePod um, conference, which was in Atlanta. Was it last? I, not, not last year. I think it was the year, year before. before. And I was just sitting next to a girl and we were supposed to turn to the person next to us and tell them a little bit about our business and our podcasts and 
such. And so I turned to her and I just said, well, I do a show that's kind of about weird stuff and haunted history and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, well, what's the name of it? And I said, history goes bump. And she goes, oh, my God, I was totally listening to that in the car on the way here. <laughs> she got so excited. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, and that is and awesome. you're being modest. You were a speaker there. But... I was a speaker there. <laughs> but it was really fun seeing her reaction. Where is a place that, um, and this is a question definitely for each of you, where is a place that you guys have, I, I don't want to say even investigated or been to in person, but a place that you've looked into that you were just as freaked out or impressed with the history as you were the ghost stories and why? I'll let you go first. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's hard for me to say because we always tell our listeners that we haven't really been scared going into a place. But the one that always comes to mind, the first thing is Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And it's just because you've heard such incredible stories about this place. It just has a really ominous look about it when you're first coming up to it. When you come up the hill and you see it, it just doesn't look like a place that you'd want to be in. And I was a little bit hesitant about going in there because I'd heard all these stories. And as we went to different parts of it, I would get a little bit more nervous about it because you know that as you're getting to some of these upper levels, there's some more crazy stories that are told. And on the fourth floor, there's supposed to be all these shadow figures and everything. And I will tell you, when we're standing there and looking down, the way they have it set up, there's like a central area and then the hallways kind of come off of that. So you are in the center area and you can look down both hallways and it's dark, but there's just enough ambient light that you can kind of see some stuff. And they would have people walk down to the very end of the hallway so that you could kind of, I think, to have a focal point so that you were looking at something. And while I'll say when I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes the light will play with my eyes and I'll think I see things. That's kind of how it was on this fourth floor. It really did look like you were seeing shadow figures popping out of doors and and on the ground and that kind of thing and and people would be pointing to the same areas that you were so it's like okay I'm I'm not seeing something because they're seeing the same thing but still in the back of my mind I'm like maybe I was just seeing something but it definitely was very creepy on that floor well and as being open-minded skeptics we're always trying to explain away just to verify you know the the legitimacy of what we're experiencing I will say I had one of the most profound experiences in there. We were on the third floor and they tell a story about a gentleman who was homeless and he had his dog and they were living there and they kind of watched out for the place. I think the owner and the caretakers were just kind of letting him live there since he was watching the place. And there were some teenagers who came in there and were starting some trouble and things got violent and they ended up throwing him down the elevator chute along with the dog. And of course this, you know, killed them both. And the tour guide is telling us the story while we're standing in front of the elevator. And there was about a group of 40 of us. And pretty much everybody that was there with me, I knew them. They were either listeners or listeners of other podcasts that had joined us. And we heard the distinct whine of a dog three times. No doubt about it. It was audible. And I was just like, that is one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. And I know I didn't imagine it because everybody else heard it, too. Yeah, it's nice to get that validation. Yeah, it is, especially in a place like that. So for my place, I guess I would probably pick, I, I have my utmost favorite. 
Um, but in terms of the history on it, I would go with Velisca, ex-murder house. Oh, we nice. actually went and investigated, and we had some listeners with us, and we spent the night, which was interesting in and of itself. <laughs> but, you know, obviously I had some apprehension before going in and checking it out and not really knowing what to expect. I mean, people talk about so much evil there and, you know, all the negativity and so forth. You know, obviously it's been covered many, many times, but when we were in there, we just kept having amazing experiences with the children. And of course, we don't provoke. We just kind of go in and talk to spirits like we would talk to anybody else. So I was talking to the kids like a mom figure. And we just had so much cool stuff that happened during that trip in terms of, you know, the the flashlight responses and oh, yeah. it was most definitely not something where the battery was just heating up or or what have you it was direct responses and what she <laughs> means is the flashlight would turn on when we'd ask them to turn it on and turn off when we'd ask them to turn it off right and there was one point where we needed a flashlight to go outside and nobody knew where the flashlight was <laughs> and we were literally looking around and all of a sudden it popped on like here it is it's like oh my gosh thank you <laughs> it was pretty fun it was pretty fun. Yeah, that was really, really cool. And then in, in terms of my ultimate favorite still to this day is McPike Mansion, I think, in Alton, Illinois. I didn't know history on it prior to, but of course, they went over all the history with us and so forth. And um, that was, I caught what some listeners think was a Will the Wisp on camera. I saw it with my eyes and then I got the picture of it. And it was really bizarre. So that was like my biggest first experience, I think. Um, it wasn't so much an investigation. It was more like a tour where they were taking us through. And then I also saw a shadow figure, but it wasn't scary. And there was definitive interactions there. So it was it was really neat. You need to describe exactly how that went. Okay. So we <laughs> we were taken down to the cellar and it was complete blackout conditions you couldn't see anything and you have quite a bit to share on this also in terms of your experience but we were told about a shadow figure that was the previous homeowner and his name was Mr. Henry and literally you know we were we were just sitting there and we were having different experiences I was using dowsing rods and getting direct answers and if anyone's actually used them regularly you'll know that you don't always get a reaction so even when you, I, I don't think that maybe some people can control it with their mind. I'm not that powerful with my mind. <laughs> we were sitting down there and um, I, I literally saw something that, and they always describe it as blacker than black. We were in complete pitch black darkness, no light whatsoever. And I saw a figure like pass in front of me. I turned my head and watched him go by. And it was almost like all of a sudden he realized I could see him because then he stopped and turned around and came down because I was sitting in a chair. He was obviously taller than me, you know, tilted his head and just looked at me. And then he stood up and kept on across the way. It was the most bizarre thing, but it, it was a really cool experience. I didn't feel any kind of threatening. I didn't feel any negativity. It was just, oh, hey, I see you see me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're so, still waiting for the moment where something actually scares us. And I, I hope it never happens because I don't really want to be scared. 
But at this point, we both have been touched by spirits. Yep. We've we haven't seen the Holy Grail, which is seeing a full-bodied apparition, but even seeing the shadow figures and stuff, it just I don't know, nothing has really scared us. It's just been awing. What is your opinion of the shadow person theories? You know, like do you think it's only malicious? Do you think it's um residual? Do you think it's possibly from another dimension? I mean, there's a lot of different theories about shadow people and stuff like that. What do you ladies think about it? Well, I obviously have limited personal experience. I'm still of the belief that it's a completely individualized situation. What I experienced, it wasn't something negative. I feel like it was the spirit of the person. And that's just how he's able to project himself. I mean, I really don't know. I don't have direct answers in regards to that. I guess I would need to experience many more personally to really form a, a concrete opinion on that. Well, and I think part of the thing is, is what do you think a spirit is? And so if you think a, a shadow person is a spirit, then you have to wonder what is this phenomenon that we're experiencing? And for me, all those things that you mentioned there, Justin, are things that I think it could be. It could be an interdimensional being it could be something residual. Clearly, what Kelly experienced was something that was intelligent. Since it right. saw her, it seemed to have some kind of an interaction with her. Was it because he can't fully manifest? That's the only way he can manifest is as a shadow? I don't know. Were we seeing something that was a time-space overlap? He was going down into the cellar maybe to get his bottle of wine, which is what he normally was keeping down there. And all of a sudden sees this woman sitting in the chair and is like, what are you doing there? Sees that I recognize <laughs> that he's there. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder if you've got that person in the Victorian dress over there looking at us and going, why is that woman wearing pants or something <laughs> exactly. like that? If, if they're seeing us at the same time. So I, I also wonder if it's, it's something like that. For some odd reason with the, with the whole shadow people, I've noticed, and I mean, I haven't obviously probably heard as many stories as you two but it always seems to be more either haunting i don't want to say malicious because when something's literally just standing over your bed staring at you and you freak out it's like oh my god it was trying to kill me and it's like no i was just kind of standing there probably like what the fuck's in my bed right now but at the same time i don't know man there's just too many theories about that and the interdimensional theory is always super interesting to me because it's like when you come across a story of an intelligent one it's always as if the shadow figure is looking at that person the same way you would be looking at them like what in the hell is that over there definitely you know, that, yeah and so if it is the, something that's either interdimensional or a time space continuum thing maybe that's why they're shadowy is because we can't completely see into that and maybe we're looking shadowy to them too and yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong, I think it's possible that some of these dark, shadowy things can be evil. Thankfully for us, we haven't run into anything that has felt negative, but I definitely believe that it's a possibility. Yeah, I definitely believe it's a possibility as well. It's just that's not been our experience as of yet. So Yeah, we're, we're not Zach Baggins that thinks there's demons everywhere. <laughs> you don't get possessed well, literally <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen for us. Well, we also don't it's provoke okay. either. And I think that's that true. probably makes a difference. 
That's true. And then, like, if it makes you feel any safer, man, like, literally all you got to do is go outside and get a breath of fresh air. And, like, that's pretty much the cure for any kind of demon possession nowadays. Same for error, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so where's a place that you guys had looked at the history and then went through the stories and you're like, this just doesn't make sense. I think it's a lot of either internet bullshit or people just telling stories, you know, to scare their kids to where like the history didn't even remotely come close to. Well, I know that like Kelly said, Velisca X murder house. A lot of people will talk about how the spirit of whoever killed the family is there. And I've never understood that because I'm like, well, that person didn't die here. So why would they be back here? And, you know, you hear stories about somebody who stabs himself while he's in there and that it's so evil in the house. And we definitely did not get that feeling at all. Uh, most, I would say almost all the communication we had was with children. And I'll tell nice. you this, this is the thing that's been really unique for us is I used to not think that there was such a thing as children ghosts because I was like, why would, you know, for me, I believe in God and I believe he's a loving person. I'm like, why would he leave children here? just to be lost and as these spirits and stuff. I just, I can't comprehend that. So I always thought, well, maybe that's a spirit that's trying to be deceptive or something like that. And so I kind of went with that whole thinking. And as I've gone along, I've been like, no, I think there are children ghosts. And almost all of the interactions we've had, we've had a few others, but I would say probably 70% of the interactions that we've had personally have been with children ghosts. And I don't know if it's because Kelly's, a mom. (laughs) And so she gets more interactions like that. But that's what's been, I think, really different for us is we go into a lot of these places expecting, like we went to the Marshall House Hotel and stayed overnight. And I'm expecting, this is a hospital that was used during the Civil War. So I'm expecting to see, or at least experience some kind of Confederate soldiers or something like that. And they had parts of their bodies that were amputated and buried under the floorboards that they found back in the nineties. And so you're thinking that's what we're going to have an interaction with. And instead we had an interaction, we believe with a young girl who probably died of yellow fever there. And so that was totally not what we were expecting. Even when we were in new Orleans and stuff, we've never felt anything that was oppressive or. Right. No, definitely not. And I I think when it comes to the, spirits this is at least my belief and maybe this is just a belief to make myself more comfortable with it but I feel like they can choose to come and go they can choose to interact they can choose to be somewhere else especially when you hear about people being visited by family and things of that nature I at least that's how I hope it is because I want to be able to go but I also want to be able to come back and mess with people (laughs) and have fun (laughs) i have to say though (laughs) play pranks (laughs) thinking about one of the most recent places we've been to the old charleston jail i mean you hear lots of scary stories about that place and how oppressive and all this crazy stuff that goes on there and for me personally i've been in it three different times now and i haven't had anything I, i haven't even had anything that i really feel is paranormal happen to me in there well we also had the black tourmaline yeah. And there's been many people that we're good friends with that stressed that they they felt all kinds of negativity and and had negative experiences 
we would get an immediate reaction when we were trying to communicate while we were investigating. And then all of a sudden it would be gone. And it was almost like they would start responding and <laughs> then possibly and like they noticed we had this black tourmaline, which is a, a rock crystal rock kind of thing. And it repelled them or something. It was so strange because it would be like, we'd start to get an interaction and then it was like they were running away and it happened over and over and over again. And later on, I wondered about it. I'm like, you know, I had the black tourmaline in my bag. I wonder if that was, if there was a lot of negativity in there, but we just kept repelling it with that. Cause I'm, I've not been a big believer in that, but you know, I thought, well, maybe. And then when I was listening back through the audio, the tour guide who'd been taking us through the jail, she had this app on her phone that was kind of like a spirit box app. So it'll spit out words every so often. And so occasionally she'd be like, oh, it just said something. And then she'd tell us what it said because it would, I think, type out the word so that she could see what it, it was. And while I was listening back, because we hadn't noticed it at the time, at one point it said request. And then right after that, it said, where is black? And later on, you know, Kelly and I were talking about, it. I'm like, I wonder if that was like a spirit that was saying, we have a request. We want to know where the black tourmaline is at. <laughs> and that was way after the fact that we even realized what happened in that whole exchange, really. Yeah. So whether it was for real or just, you know, chance that some of these words popped up, it just seemed kind of weird to us. Well, and we've had it with us during our other investigations and everything was always really positive and we'd get a lot of communication. So it, it could be that there were a lot of negative energies around us and they would only communicate a little bit and then it kind of repelled them. I don't know. Where's your go-to place in Florida? St. Augustine. Like, yeah. The whole they, city. Keep hearing that. I was going to go. I wanted to go down there last year of course, Rona happened and blah, 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 you know, and right. it's like, uh, I keep hearing about that place. Even Jerry, uh, you know, Jerry Pauly, he's like, dude, you've got to go there sometime. He's like, even, you know, a guy like you. And I'm like, the hell does that mean? A guy like me. And he's like, you know, what I'm talking <laughs> about. You know, and I'm like, I'm not that harsh of a skeptic. Like I grew up with the paranormal, so I believe in it. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to walk into a place believing everything that's told to me it's like i either want to experience Certainly. it for myself you know and look up the background and all that shit it's like where would we be at if we just believed all the stories you know <laughs> it's like that's how it was at the sally house like there were definitely more than a few weird things that happened but at the same time i didn't get pushed down the stairs you know or anything like that but have you uh, have you two had an opportunity to stay there? No, and I was very jealous that you guys were all getting to do that. Not only have a tour, <laughs> but do a hunt there, stay overnight. It's uh, it's an interesting place, that's for damn sure. The neighborhood is just regular Midwest neighborhood, and then like right smack in the middle of it, you got this house, and every you know all the neighbors are just kind of like, oh, got some more of these idiots staying overnight in a Sally house. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. That was, you know. <laughs> that was exactly how it was at Velisca. We walked into the diner to get a meal with all of our, our listeners that came and everything. They're like, oh, are you staying at Velisca? <laughs> they immediately <Yeah>. knew. <laughs> it was kind of like watching one of those movies, you know, where you walk into the small town bar or diner and everybody turns and looks at you. 
That's no, exactly. you ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> I still want to stay at Villisca. That's uh, I I covered that case. I concentrated more on the the murder aspect, the unsolved murder sure. aspect, than I did the paranormal stuff. But bring a sleeping bag. It, it's kind of you. You definitely want a sleeping bag. You don't want to be laying on the beds there. <laughs> oh man, that's kind of disappointing, but. <laughs> Where where is a where's a place that you ladies would really really love to go to that you haven't had the opportunity yet? Well, we did just go to New Orleans and we stayed at the Andrew Jackson Hotel, which is pretty cool. But there are so many other places that I'd like to check out there. I definitely want to go back to Waverly and actually do an investigation there. That's another one of those things that coronavirus real bummer did to us. We actually were going to be doing a ghost hunt there back in April. And we had uh, 14 of our listeners were going to join us for that. And so we ended up having to cancel that, of course. So I want to get back to doing that for sure. The Magnolia Plantation is a place that I've wanted to hit. I mean, pretty much anywhere we haven't been yet, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Although, you know, yeah, when, we, when we randomly oh, picked to stay in the Marshall House, we didn't even know history on that. And it, it's kind of cool to go into a place that is reputedly haunted but you don't have a lot of information on the hauntings and then just going in and seeing what you experience because then when you pull back that curtain and you start investigating it's like oh my gosh and it, it kind of it's neat to that way you're not going in with any preconceived ideas or knowledge um to just go into some place that is unfamiliar history wise until afterwards when you go and research it so that that was pretty neat too well, in a place I've been dying to go to is Gettysburg. Never oh, been gosh. there, and I'd really love to go oh, there. I was supposed to do a live show there last year. Rona screwed all that up, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. One of my co-hosts from uh, Blood and Dust, he's from the Gettysburg area, and he's actually a Civil War reenactor. And his job is to uh, basically restore those old buildings all around the area. That's literally his job. And he's like, dude, once you get here, I'm going to take you to all the spots. Like, I know where they're all at. I mean, I was beyond excited because I'm a huge Civil War guy and history buff. My One of my ancestors fought in the Civil War and marched with Sherman, you know, on his march to the sea and all this shit. And, nice. you know, came back and lived to be like 90 some odd years old. So oh, awesome. I was super excited. But then Rona happened, and then we were supposed to go to Savannah. That's one place I've really wanted to go for a long time, too, because I've heard it's it's uh, pretty popular paranormal-wise. But there's too many places. Where at, uh, possibly in Europe, have you guys really wanted to go? Ireland. Ireland's definitely high on the list. They've got so many great castles out there, and I've had friends that have visited some of the places there and actually seen and taken pictures of some crazy stuff. Um, so I, you know, I would love to see, or the, I, I can only imagine what the cemeteries over there are like. My biggest problem yes. is I hate getting on a plane. So having to fly all the way over there is not fun. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Definitely not a fan of long flights. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. I don't know. I've always wanted to check out, uh, I'm not sure if it's pronounced Hauska or Huska that huge circle or that huge deep hole in the middle of it where, you know, demons and whatever come out or they don't know if it was like an entry point or an exit point or whatever the case. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I believe they call that uh, an oubliette, which was basically a dungeon that was under the ground. Yeah, that is fucking wild, man. Yeah, they, so nothing else has got some crazy energy. <laughs> For real. And everybody's always like, man, we just need to go back to the good old days. And then, just you know, anybody who knows <laughs> anything about history just kind of looks at him like, you fucking sure, man? Because you know, <laughs> exactly. they, they used to draw and quarter people, dude. Like now there's due process and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you've covered this stuff a lot because you get into the history and crimes and things like that where it would just be a lynch mob would come out and say, yeah, oh, I yeah. know they said they were going to hang you, but we're going to do it right now. Or even when <laughs> they would do the hangings, it would be like a picnic and a party and the entire town would show up to watch you get hung yeah that's like first date shit you know what i mean like guys are like hey <laughs> row tickets to the hanging tomorrow like you want to go or you know and the girl's like oh my god yes and then the whole town's there just watching <laughs> yeah and the, and the trial would last two fucking days and they're just like oh no mm-hmm. guy said you're fucking guilty man so he said you did it so we're gonna hang you tomorrow see ya <laughs> If you think about how many people are wrongly accused today, and that's where they have so much more evidence back then, I can only imagine how many innocent people they hanged. I know, man. It's a scary thought. Have you ladies ever been to to Salem? I have. I've been there twice. I went once when I was a kid, and then um, I think it was probably about three or four years ago. And it's a really cool town. But it's definitely very kitschy now, I guess you could say. They've really embraced the whole witch thing. And I I don't know. It's kind of, I'd almost call it a tourist trap now. It's got some yeah. great cemeteries. And I thought the witch museum was really cool. But it has a lot of the mystique about it when you hear the name. But then you go there and you're like, oh, well, it's kind of a tourist trap. Yeah, this is like a gimmick at this point, you know. Got to get them tourist dollars. Yeah, capitalizing on that. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I've looked into it a couple times. I've wanted to do episodes about it, but I mean, around Halloween, you can guarantee there's always about 1,500 podcasts that are going to do an episode on the Salem Witch Trials. It's just super, super fascinating. Have you guys made it out to the the hardcore like West Coast in any of those haunted areas? <laughs> Not a ton. I'm actually a Southern California native of 45 years. Um, oh, nice. I, I didn't really have anyone to do that with. <laughs> but we so, did do the Queen Mary. Well, this is true. And that was very cool. Uh, we actually caught an EVP that sounded like, uh, they say a little girl haunts the swimming pool and we weren't able to go into that actual area. They had it closed off. I think they were doing some refurb. But we caught what sounded like an EVP of a little girl talking about the pool. And it was really weird. That we did. And I don't know, was it so much an investigation? I mean, it kind of was, but it was more of a tour. Yeah, it, was, it was a tour. I like the investigations where we can just kind of break off on our own. And that way you don't have contamination of sounds and so forth. People talking over you, things of that nature. Yeah, that's. Uh, I went to Hillview Manor back in October. That's how they did did theirs they basically gave you the rundown and gave you the nickel tour you know took you around for a half hour 45 minutes because it's like a black maze in there if you get lost just look out the window you can see which wing you're in and there's three floors in a basement 
And uh, but when it came to the actual investigation part, like the guy who runs the place goes and sits in his office. He's like, I'll be here if you guys need anything. And everybody just spreads out. And, and it was pretty nice. The only bad part was I <laughs> I was shooting a live video in the basement and I was kind of flipping through some of the medical records because when they shut that place down, they did it in such a hurry. They just shoved everything that was in that place down in the basement. So when you go down there, there's still boxes and boxes of medical records and all kinds of shit. And uh, while I was down there, I forgot that we didn't have reception. You know, my, my phone was lagging and I had like a minute. I'm sitting there flipping through shit. And then all of a sudden my phone, the flashlight on my phone turned off. I lost reception and it's literally just pitch black. Like you can't see your face in front of your oh, hand. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. That's like scrambling to get out of there and up the stairs. And I was like, I'm not scared. I just can't see anything, but it's kind of fucking freaky down here. But. Yeah, that's that's creepy when you're in a new location and everything goes black. You you need a little bit of ambient light to get around. <laughs> yeah. And like uh I didn't have anything happen to me and like, like I hate to say this, but I am that instigator. We were it was me oh, and Justin. Oh, Justin. Uh, I am. I am. Tempting I know. the spirits. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Like we were when we were getting the tour, uh the guy, the tour guy is sitting there and we're in one of the hospital in one of the rooms and you know he's like oh this is where she used to set and if you sit in your in the rocking chair you know you're gonna make her mad and i immediately looked at my friend jessica who does uh shoes booze and tattoos and she just looked at me and she's like as soon as they cut us loose she's like you're gonna go up there and sit in that chair ain't you i'm like well yeah <laughs> of course i am like I want some shit to happen, you know? And uh <laughs> I still haven't gone through all the EVPs yet, but there were there were a couple weird things that happened in there, but not really directly to me. I was actually disappointed because they've had they have a death log book of that place because not only was it uh like an assisted living facility for years and years, but before that it was actually I can't remember what they called it, but it was a building where like homeless and squatters or that type of person could go and stay they had a whole death log book and if you go back to like the 20s and 30s or the 30s more specifically it's people who were john does and jane does you know like one guy was stabbed and you know one person was just found dead out back so and they just have this big cemetery out back where they just buried the fucking bodies because they didn't know who half the people were because they're transient, you know, and just going around. Yeah, so like I was, a potter's field. Exactly. And it's like I had high hopes. And, you know, I walked out of there. I was like, I, I mean, I'm not haunted. I'm just tired, I guess, you know. <laughs> Go to the super <laughs> motel now. I, well, we'll go and do stuff like that also. I mean, at the Marshall, or no, Malvern Manor. Malvern Manor, when we were investigating, um, it was a similar thing where he took us around for a short tour, gave us a little bit of background information. And the one room, I'm, I'm forgetting, was it Charles or Chuck or, okay, older gentleman that did not supposedly like his clothes being taken out of his dresser and folded or messed with at all. And so we we went in there and we were folding <laughs> clothes and... <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I think well, what we're talking about is like when somebody goes in and starts beating their chest and says, you know, come at me or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, like being really aggressive and disrespectful. That's that's what we're not about. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've done no, things I where I've sat and 
chairs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I don't we, I don't we go and sit in the chairs people. if you're not supposed to and things like that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about as far as I'll take it. I, I'll I wouldn't be, you know, too disrespectful, but you know, I'll go sit in somebody's chair and just kind of rock there for a few minutes and just wait. It's like pull my pant leg or something, you know. But it never happened. <laughs> so, well, like, one well, day. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. We can only hope, you know. We can only hope. I don't know. There's just too many places out there that I want to go to that I haven't been able to go yet. I don't know. Like you ladies, I'm a I'm a skeptic with a really big open mind. So, you know, I look forward to those things. But I don't know. I don't want any spirits to kill me, you know. So there's that too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so... You know, you guys got anything cool planned for the future here? History goes bump. You got anything planned for 2021? That's the problem with coronavirus. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> hard to plan stuff. We actually True. ended up doing some stuff at the end of uh, 2020 that we weren't expecting to do. So yeah. it was cool. We got to go up to North Carolina and we did a ghost hunt on a battleship up there. And uh, then we ended up having to drive a car back from California. So we stopped in a couple places along the road. So that was fun. I saw that. Right now we have yeah. like, <laughs> we have nothing on the radar, but we always are. I mean, we have things that we're thinking we want to do. It's just we're not setting down anything in concrete right now because you just don't know if it's going to happen. And yeah. so hopefully we'll have a couple of ghost hunts that we're going to be doing up here at the beginning. Our big thing is we're supposed to be going on an Alaskan cruise in June. And nice. one of the stops there is in, is it Skagway? That has I can't the, remember if it's Skagway or Ketchikan. But there's a red a, onion. Yeah, there's a red onion saloon up there that used to be a brothel. And supposedly it's haunted and they give ghost tours of that. So that is definitely on our radar for this year. We're also thinking about going out to the uh, Haunted America Conference, which is held out in Alton, Illinois, which is pretty close to St. Louis, Missouri. And nice. uh, the McPike Mansion is there, so we'd want to go check out the McPike Mansion again. So that might be something we're doing in July. Outstanding. That sounds pretty exciting. Going out there and seeing things, that's the way to do it if if you have the option. Pretty strong believer in that. And I did appreciate your guys' pictures from your drive back from California because I seen <laughs> you guys posting pictures. And I was like, oh, that's because mountains, you know what I mean? For some odd reason, I love mountains. And it's just like, God just some of the most beautiful sunsets and scenery you'll ever see you know it's i don't know yeah people a lot of people don't get to enjoy that <laughs> but but anywho i'll go ahead and let you ladies go and i can't thank you enough for joining me because i've been a huge fan of your guys's for a long time and you guys are cool as shit so <laughs> <laughs> well it was too. our pleasure and, you know, I've been a fan of you as well. And the thing I love about your podcast is you never know what you're going to get with Justin. It might be true crime. It might be scary stories. It might just be something historical, gangsters, you name it. So I like the variety yeah. you do. Yes, we are well, both fans of yours. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I try to, I have too many interests, you know, that's pretty much where I'm stuck at. <laughs> I just like too many things. There's never but, too many. Exactly. And that's what I always say. They're like, why do you, why do you just do this? And it's like, dude, you know, doing true crime constantly is fucking depressing, man. You got to take a break from times. And that's when I, I like to get into other stuff. It's, it's like I recorded uh, a disappearance last night with the, with the victim's sister. And 
God, man, just a depressing all around case. It's just fuck, you know, it weighs on you. It weighs on the soul after a while. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, but I hope you ladies enjoy your Sunday. Don't awesome. Uh, Thank don't you, Justin. Anything. <laughs> don't do well, anything. That just I leaves it do. wide open. <laughs> that does <laughs> leave it pretty right? wide. <laughs> Send bail yeah, money. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, uh, when I post episodes, it's kind of like, well. I don't know, you know, maybe I'll release it on this day or that day. I don't know if I feel like it. I know I got to record some Blackbeard later tonight and try to find some buried treasure and stuff. So, well, you'll have to head over to North Carolina sometime in the Outer Banks because there's all kinds of stuff about Blackbeard there. Yes, yes, there is. And after I found that out, it makes me want to go to North Carolina now because it's it's a lot of lot of Blackbeard history over in that area that and there might be some treasure there i don't know you never know <laughs> go find some booty yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna say it but i didn't want to be that guy either so kind <laughs> either either kind of booty, booty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well you ladies have a great sunday and i appreciate it i appreciate you all right justin you take care it's our pleasure <laughs> it was fun thank you <laughs> thank you bye bye